Welcome to the Soul Patch Podcast, the podcast where three, well today two, expats discuss education, culture, and life here on the Korean Peninsula. Uh, I'm here with uh, Kevin. Kevin, how you doing, man? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. It's it's a hot day out. Hey, what what did you have for dinner tonight? How, how uh, actually, I, I it's so hot. I I'm not even hungry, so I just ate some like <laughs> nuts. That's it. Just had a little packet of nuts. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good. No, that's diet, a uh, yeah, I, yeah. Actually, right. Um, if you can't travel, you got to get your airplane nuts. Just at, just at yeah, it was time. exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm I'm sure you've you've heard. Did you know that today is uh, it's one of the bogunai? It's the the dog days of summer here in Korea, as it as it translates to. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, so today is, right. is Samgyetang Day. And, oh, and I, I love Samgyetang. It's my favorite oh, yes. Korean dish. Yeah. Is it your favorite? It number, is. Number one. Yes, nice. number one. I mean, Absolutely. I love it as well. It's, it's fantastic, but I love most Korean foods. I don't, I don't know if I could pick a favorite. That would be that would be tough. Samgyetang is definitely a good one. but I, I love the, uh, yeah, because you put like the salt, the saltiness of it, mm-hmm. like dipping the, the chicken in the salt when it's really hot and humid. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, it's like, Got that Gatorade effect or whatever, you know, where it's like electrolytes. Well, that's that's or the idea. So there's there's three Bongna days, three dog days of summer here in mm-hmm. Korea. And today is the Jung. It's the middle one. Um, and it's all in the, the the Chinese, the Buddhist calendar. And I don't know exactly how how they do it. But basically, these days are the, the hottest days of, of the year. And so there's the whole, you may have heard this phrase in Korean as well, the Iyochiyor. It's like fight fire with fire. Oh yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah so, I, I don't know that. I mean, I'm sure you. I, yeah, I, yeah, I've I'm sure you've it. seen yeah. people how in the in the summers they go and they eat hot soup. Like samgyetang is is a hot, you know, mm-hmm. it's a hot chicken soup, and the idea is that you have a really hot food on a hot day. Which I know for for Americans, like watching Koreans eat ice cream on cold days and having hot dishes on hot days was was baffling when I first came here. But the idea right. behind it and and they claim it's scientific and it kind of, it does make sense is because you eat hot foods, which make you sweat and the sweat cools you down, of course. Um, and so, yeah, there is that I'm not effect. sure. I, yeah, the, the, the logic is, doesn't quite uh, square up for me, but I, I do enjoy it because it just tastes so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to have Samgaitang and have the air con on to keep me cool as opposed yeah, to same. relying on the sea. Yeah. And I could eat it in the fall and um, I could eat it in the spring, you know, anytime. Uh, oh, I, sure. I love the, uh, I, I like the, uh, it, it's got the, uh, it's almost like a juke, like a porridge at the end, yep, you know. Yep, got like the rice in it. And then there's the, the some ginger, mountain, not, Yeah, not what ginger. Is, it's the, uh, the root, like uh, the uh, yeah, um, yeah. ginseng, is that right? Ginseng, there you go. Oh. I think it's one of the types of ginsengs. It's not, yeah, but yeah, basically. Um, yeah, so so I, I only remembered, like, this isn't something that my wife and I keep track of, but my our mother-in-law, my, my mother-in-law takes care of us. And so she was like, today's Samgaitang day. And I was like, is it is it one of the, is it one of the days? And she's like, it is, it's the middle one. I was like, okay. So so that was, yeah. that was our, our dinner tonight to help us keep cool while, because I mean, it's getting, it's getting brutal hot out there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It is, uh, we're we're trapped in a heat dome is what they they I saw calling that. it um yeah yeah i my mother-in-law also uh makes the best samgyetang like that's where oh, I, nice. I learned to love it you know so i think uh we're we're in a similar situations you know 
Um, yeah, but I didn't eat it today. Mother-in-law's Korean cooking are great. Yeah, I, I, we should have a contest. My my mother-in-law's kimchi is probably the best kimchi in Korea. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll make that clip. I how dare you, sir? Uh, no, I yeah, we could. Uh, my my uh, my mother-in-law is taller than your mother-in-law. You you know, like we, we can have that. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, the uh, the reason I I chose today, like the introduction today, is talking about the energy grid. Is what that's what I wanted to do. It was kind of uh, uh, because it it made me. The, the hot weather made me think about it as I was reading an article right. uh, in the Jungang Daily about like possible blackouts, which uh, I saw something on Korea Times or Korea Herald. I, we all, it's all, I mean, every news source. I think every, I it was on the front well. page of like every uh, all the yeah. all the major papers or whatever or the online papers, uh, newspapers. Right, right. And uh, yeah, so I, it just kind of made me like curious because I didn't realize I didn't really know anything about the energy grid. And uh, mm. what what is, you know, where does Korea, like, how do they generate their electricity here? And uh, so I was wondering if, if it's okay with you, I'd like to just uh, give you like an overview. And uh, if you have any, you know, questions or whatever, just go ahead and, uh, you know, stop me. But uh, no, this is cool. This is something that I, I have actually read about a bit in the past. Um, but it's been a few years, because I remember, I remember reading about you, I'm sure you'll correct me on, on a lot of things here. I remember that, like, Korea was getting a lot of their power from coal plants. There yes. still might be. Yeah. Um, but then, and they were trying to shift to nuclear, but then there were like problems with the nuclear plants. And so then there's were those were issues there. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, so I don't know exactly where it's coming from, but I know the news as well. I was actually just watching the news just, just a few minutes ago. And I saw something about uh, the potential blackouts that are coming in and they're asking people and businesses to actually turn off the air counter or maybe not turn off but turn it up turn up set up the temperature yeah they've um, got for like whole... 30 minutes a day or something like yeah that. yeah it's that it's the the real problem is that two to five window like 2 p.m to 5 p.m ah, right is where it gets really uh dicey and so mm. um but i'll tell you what i'll uh yeah, I'll, I'll go back i'll come back to that um a little bit later uh, but first, uh, to just kind of answer the, the questions you had, uh, Korea actually imports almost all oh. of its uh, energy, like uh, okay. coal, uh, natural gas, uh, petroleum. Uh, they try. Oh, so they to... import the fuels, you're saying, not, not the energy itself. Um, I mean, no, the no, no, no. Energy, but... Right. It's, uh, it's the, uh, they, the, I guess like, uh, let me see here, 69%, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the breakdown really quickly. Sure. Uh, fossil fuels ac- accounted for 69% of South Korea's mm-hmm. uh, electricity generation. So, so what they do is they burn the, the oil, the petroleum, the, la- the natural right. gas, the coal, and uh, to create thermal heat, which creates steam mm-hmm. and that's so it makes electricity. And so they have power plants right. uh, all over the country. Uh, I tried to get a, a a number of like how many power plants they have exactly, but it was, I couldn't find that number, but it's huh. probably like over a hundred, I think of just like coal plants and uh, other, other plants that uh, burn different types of fossil fuels. Um, it's always surprising but, to hear a number like that. I just, I just have, honestly have no idea how, how much like one power plant can, can power, right? Like I have no right. idea how many. And it's also about location. People. You can't like Busan can, True. I don't think it can power. It's, it's all, they all have to be relatively close to the areas that they're powering. So um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I remember that I, from my I think days it loses, playing SimCity. 
yeah like it, the lot the farther it travels that you lose the energy or whatever so okay um yeah that that's the problem with uh, renewables is you need like a wind farm needs to be close you know there's needs to be things in the area that you can power because it's not right, just like right. you can throw it in a, a basket and dry you know ship it uh you know a thousand miles right. or whatever um so 69% is fossil fuels, which is, uh, I, that would kind of surprise me. That's it's pretty high. So they're burning, you know, coal and, and uh, uh, petroleum and natural gas. Uh, yeah, nuclear... I remember seeing those numbers that when it was talking about, I, I looked this up in the context of uh, air pollution a few years ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so that's how I knew that there was a lot of fossil fuel plants, but I didn't, 69% does seem higher than I would have thought. I knew there were a lot. Well, but this is as of 2019. Um, so, okay. you know, it, I, I, I noticed yeah, there's like no a lot of fluctuation true. too between the years. It was like, so at this time, like 2019, 25% uh, is, uh, is nuclear. And okay. uh, Korea is kind of uh, famous for its nuclear capabilities, like in, as far as building power, like nuclear power plants. And uh, okay. recently they won right. uh, a bid in Jordan to build a nuclear power plant. They were in a, a nice. competition with, uh, I believe, France. And uh, huh. they just, Jordan uh, went with the Korean company. So um, they, we nice. have an expertise Another here. export. Yeah, it yeah. is an export. Uh, it, like shipbuilding and uh, nuclear power plant construction and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, there's some, they're some really uh, talented uh, people in South Korea. Um, oh, sure. Now the uh, let's see here. So twenty five percent, sixty nine. The the rest, the I think only uh, maybe six percent uh, was uh, mm. renewables, and so is that mostly wind? Do you, do you happen to know? Yeah, I you know it's mostly like it's solar and you know there's a lot of solar panels uh, all over the mm. place. Uh, is we even have some on our building? Um, oh, nice. And you can uh, you can put that back into the grid. And actually, if right. we had an excess, if we if we weren't if we were uh, producing more than we use, we're not. But if we were, we could sell it back to. Nice. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I've heard about that. That's possible. Yeah, and I think that's the the kind of ultimate goal for the. Uh, I think the Moon administration was was thinking, um, you know, that we want to they they want to reduce nuclear. They want to they want right. to reduce the the coal and the the fossil fuels. And I think they were putting a lot into the a, a lot into the renewables. Uh, however, it's I think it's still right now only accounts for six percent of the uh, yeah, that's total energy. Not very much. Yeah. I know. And and for nuclear, my understanding is that um, like again, I was looking up, I was looking all this information up a few years ago in in mm -hmm. connection to to air pollution, and so a lot of the things that I was reading were very critical about them shutting down and not putting more into nuclear because nuclear is a I mean, of course, it still produces waste, um, but at least it doesn't produce like the air pollution that that, exactly. we, that we see with 69% of, of you know, fossil fuel plants. And, and of course, I mean, you know, Korea has just, just terrible air pollution, and especially in the spring. It's been pretty oh, good yeah. recently, actually. But, um, so, but then I was starting to read that although like, it would be nice to push more into the, uh, the nuclear plants, the main reason that they weren't was because like, I think I read that the nuclear power plants are just getting old. Mm -hmm. Now the right. nuclear power plants have, uh, I actually have a, uh, a, a, uh, I highlighted something about that right here and I can, uh, read it for you. Um, okay. 
the uh, what what happened was the the Fukushima n- nuclear disaster in yeah. Japan really freaked people right. out. Uh, that right, that right. scared the pants off of uh, a lot of South Koreans. And uh, and then there was also I didn't I don't know much about the scandal, but there was some kind of like scandal about regulations. They were they were you know the, uh, apparently they were uh, fudging the numbers about like how safe their nuclear power plants uh, were and something here that, in Korea or in Japan in Korea. So okay, yeah. that was there was a scandal related to that, and then it, uh, the Fukushima uh, disaster kind of compounded the anxiety mm. in the country. And so uh, what happened was I'll just read this here. Um, President Moon Jae-in, elected in 2017, decided to gradually phase out nuclear power. Uh, The three reactors currently under construction will be completed, but the government decided these will be the last built. And as the existing plants close at 40 years end of life, they will uh, be replaced with other modes of generation. So they're not going to replace these after 40 years. And Mm -hmm. so in 2020... Uh, it was planned that the number of nuclear reactors would be reduced to 17 by 30, 2034, um, with okay. a peak of 26 in 2024. So we're going to have 26 mm. nuclear reactors in operation in 2024. But then as they hit that 40 year marker, uh, they're Start not going to, they're going to change, they're going to uh, transition it to another, uh, I, I guess, you know, either they have to turn it into a coal or petroleum or uh I don't know what they're, you know, maybe natural gas because that burns a little bit cleaner than it's relatively clean. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know the numbers, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's I, it, right. That's where the thing is like overall. And again, I'm, I mean, I don't think any of us are experts on, on nuclear power, but my understanding of nuclear power is that it's generally very safe. Um, it's generally very clean. Um, but it starts to to fall down um, uh, with with age, and that's just where. Mm-hmm. And after the Fukushima, people just really started to worry about about these plants just failing, right? And so even though it's like, and so people weren't understanding how the technology is overall very safe. Mm-hmm. They were just seeing the, the the doom and gloom of of Fukushima, and these ones are getting old, and we just have to. Pfft, shut it down completely and it seems to me that that moon was a little bit reactionary in saying that he's going to shut down all of the plants well um, or phase them out rather i'm not jealous of moon right now to be honest because he's in a really tough (laughs) predicament because what what uh because here's the title of the article that i uh that i pulled up it says moon government sees virtues of nuclear power when it's hot so (laughs) when faced with uh a heat wave and uh, potential blackouts, which could really be ruinous for a lot of businesses. I mean, you're there. You're, oh, sure. I, I, I can't remember what the figure was, but it's like millions of dollars an hour or something that is just being lost for, you know, every, every hour of a, of a blackout is just costing. Um, and of course in, so in places money. where, I mean, in a heat wave where we're in now and it's only going to get hotter. I mean, this is dangerous for people without, and without energy you know there's there's people who are right sweating in their homes there's people who already don't have air conditioning but at least they probably have fans on or something to help them mm-hmm. stay cool i mean how do the people a... that can't move very well i mean even in america when there's a heat wave in chicago people die you know it's just like right. uh, uh yeah you know it's it's just a it's really dangerous especially in a in a mm. heat wave so uh, let me see here. So I guess um, we kind of covered the uh, uh, 
I think we covered the uh, you know, percentages of the uh, uh, of uh, the energy, but we didn't right. talk about. Uh, I'm trying to think here. Oh, I, I okay. really wonder what Moon is planning. I mean, again, you said yeah, you don't you're not envious of him at all. I'm pretty much never envious of any leader of any country. I know. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's like they know. I mean, nuclear power is safe generally like, mm -hmm. especially the new plants the way that they're they're making them today i mean if korea is making them in which country did you say again jordan um yeah i think they want to bid in yeah. in jordan um jordan okay yeah, yeah i mean those plants are probably going to be like safe for a very long time i mean they're, they're following great international standards i'm sure there's a lot to them and they would be very safe secure energy machines um, but again, there's just this, this public sentiment after Fukushima and after the mm -hmm. fact that there was that controversy that you were saying that, that we just want to get rid of it all. So he's in this, this bind of it's good energy, but the people don't want it, but we need energy. So right. where do we go? Um, I mean, it's, it's a tough, it's a really tough situation for Korea. They, uh, the coal supply in the country is insufficient and low quality. Uh, they can't do hydroelectric power. It's limited here because of the uh, high seasonal variations in the weather and uh, the concentration mm. of, you know, most of the rainfalls in summer. And um, right. so it's, it's just like they're they have to they import basically everything comes on ships and that supplies the 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 energy and electricity for uh, the people on the peninsula. Uh, there is no pipeline oh. that reaches us here. So right, uh, oil I mean, we're effectively important. an island country. Exactly, <laughs> it's just we're totally isolated. So everything is coming through. Uh, so I think nuclear had, gave Korea a kind of a, a bit of autonomy um, and a little bit of control of their right. own destiny in a way. And I think that uh, was attractive to them. The problem is, I think Murphy's law, right? What you know, right. anything that bad can happen will happen eventually, right? And so they, you know, Fukushima, they, those people probably had said the same thing. It'll never, it's impossible. It can never happen. And yet it happened. And uh, so I think that it's, 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 it's safe. It's as safe as it can be. But if there's a, a disaster, uh, I just can't even imagine what that would be here with the high population I, density and a, a, a nuclear. Oh, no, that would be. Terrible. Again, from what I understand, yeah. and this is going to, and went, Fukushima, that was already a bunch of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, it still feels recent. I mean, they're still talking about it in the I news know. with relation to, to food in the Olympics and things like that. <laughs> right, but um, right. it was, yeah. it was already a few years back, but I, I seem to remember reading at the time that um, the reason it failed was maybe similar to that controversy with some of the plants here in Korea, that it wasn't up to modern standards and it wasn't being kept up to modern standards. Mm -hmm. And again, my understanding, and again, I'm not an expert, um, is that if the power plants are kept up to modern standards, even a tsunami like hit Fukushima should have been okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but again, people are reactionary, you know, as well. They see this, they see our plants are, are not kept up to standards. And so instead of trying to get up to standards or instead of building new power plants that are up to standards, it, the assumption tends to be nuclear as a whole is dangerous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that this is the, the kind of impossible. Um, I, I mean, if you talk to, I guarantee if you talk to, uh, because the French are also kind of experts at building nuclear, they'll tell you that, you know, it's safer 
and it's cleaner. And yet, uh, if you know, the problem is if there's a disaster, uh, that's you know, it's just the uh, the potential uh, fallout from that had, is going to be so extreme yeah. that uh, yeah, yeah. I had no idea that France was so so into like I mean I just I just had no idea that France was a nuclear power power um that's interesting right the building uh I I believe this I believe that's uh was the country that Korea was in competition with uh to uh build a reactor in in uh that's cool I just had had never heard that yeah I mean obviously you're right when when nuclear fails it fails big um and so there is that issue and that's, yeah, again, I mean, that's a, a tough thing, but I mean, the other option, if they're not going to be able to do much with, with renewables, which really needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the reason it's so hot today is because of climate change and, right, and that right. continues because of things like coal. And, and I would, and I don't think people would be happy. Like he's caught between a rock and a hard place. People don't want nuclear, but at the same time, people aren't going to want coal. People don't want to support fossil fuel power plants either. Mm-hmm. When oh, we no, already he's have actually, terrible pollution. He wants to reduce uh, coal as well. So I, I think right. he, that, so he's kind of in, he kind of put him, it's kind of the impossible situation. It's like, we're, we don't want to burn coal. We don't want to go with nuclear, but uh, right now renewables is insufficient. Um, right. So you have to, you either, you have to up one or the other. So I'm, I'm not sure what the uh, the long-term strategy is for this administration. Uh, so, um, because I I just didn't follow it that closely. So I, sure. I, I, uh, I just know from reading this article that, um, that now uh, they had to, a bit, uh, essentially uh, the, the three reactors that are being built right now, the last three new ones that they're building, they kind of uh, mm. sped it up a little bit. Um, yeah, they moved the start date up for one reactor to July 18th, um, oh, another one to so July 21st. Yeah, just in today, today uh, or today or yesterday. And uh, there's another one that will go back into operation on July 23rd, which, you know, so wow. these are, they're right. all, uh, they, he just had to, but I think if you're, if you're in the situation where either you can take the kind of like moral stance and say, no, we're going to let the blackouts occur um, or <laughs> we're going to, we're going to and you know, can't do that up our nuclear ca- capacity of course you're going to avoid the blackout at all costs of course and uh, of course that kind of made me curious about like blackouts too because i wasn't um i wasn't that sure what some of this meant so I, i'll just read this here and and then i'll explain it a little bit uh the government's overarching goal is to keep the power reserve ratio the difference between total supply and current demand above 10 percent in the summer heat so i saw that yeah. Now, did you? I, I don't. I didn't know what that meant. What I, the uh, reserve amount? And so, I have a definition have, here. Uh, can I? Can I make a guess? Yeah. Sure. My my guess for that would be like basically just the battery powers, right? It's just like what they, what's like. So let's say that Korea produces a hundred units of energy. I don't. I don't know how energy is stored. So I'm just gonna make numbers up. Okay. Um, then if, if all of the country, they want to make sure that they're producing enough so that there's still 10 units left. Is that, is that what reserve means? Like yeah, I mean, basically, essentially, you, except uh, when you're talking about the, the grid and, and uh, blackouts, it's actually the, uh, 
it's 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 doing that measurement, but it's but it's during the day when the demand for power uh, is the highest. So it's like between okay. two to two to five, and uh, and if that if that number in that window of time between two to five goes below ten percent, which is the um, that that reserve amount is the the amount left over at, at its max capacity. There should be more than ten percent left over at the highest point of demand in the day and so okay yeah because i guess that's true because they're, 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 the power plants are constantly creating the energy we're constantly using it they're not creating right. and storing it i if mean you, at night if you just go one to one it, we drain it down during the day yeah if it just goes like one to one where you're just like okay we have you know let's say 100 and we, sp we use 100 that's a huge mm. problem because there's zero right. reserve left and so just one you know, one, one, uh, one uh, percentage over, you got blackouts, right? And then right, right. it causes a, a chain reaction of like, you know, I guess they call those rolling blackouts or whatever, where it's just like, um, it just causes huge problems. And so they, yeah. if you, uh, I think in 2000, um, let me see here. I have, I had it down in 2018. Do you remember the summer of 2018? Were, were you here? Yeah, of course. I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we traveled somewhere, but then we were back for part of it as well. Okay, um, that was a actually, that was a brutal summer. Like that was. Yeah. I remember that one. Um, I remember. I remember that summer because I, I remember two things about that specifically. One one day that summer, um, we were out. My my in laws were getting their their aircon fixed because I mean you you need it to survive, and that happened to be. And so my job was to take the dog out for a walk that day because if the dog is here while the aircon people are installing, she's just going to go crazy. At, at, at the aircon people um and so i was out taking the dog for the walk in like the middle of the day in the middle of the summer and i remember her panting just like her, her oh, tongue yeah. was down to the floor <laughs> um and then i remember another day i actually took a screenshot of it on my phone because you know how a lot of weather apps they show you like what the temperature is but they also show what the feels like temperature is mm -hmm. um and i remember that the the temperature on the day like the official recorded temperature of the day was over 40 uh, it was like 41 or 42, which is crazy high. Yeah. Um, I mean, today it hit 37, right? But then I remember that the feels like temperature, and this is why I took a screenshot of it, the feels like temperature was like 51 or 52. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I was just like, oh my God, like I, I took a screenshot and sent it to people. It was like, we're, it feels like it's it's like Saudi Arabia degrees. or something, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just ridiculous. So I do remember. We get the, we got all the humidity summer. on top of the just brutal heat. I mean, it's really the yeah. worst of like, worst of both worlds you know um, yeah i mean i grew up in in arizona and i mean as you know like yeah arizona you know. arizona's are the, the the vegans of heat you know you have you know someone's from arizona they're always going to tell you it's a dry heat. um and <laughs> and it's 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 true like i mean every time i go back to phoenix now which isn't very often but when we fly into phoenix before i hop in a bus to get up to the mountains you walk out of the airport in the summer and it's just poof, you're in an oven right. but it's it's a different kind of oven it's like than a blow dryer here you know like yeah. you're driving down the street and you stick your head out the window in the desert like that it feels like a blow dryer i mean it's hot air right. but it doesn't right, right. but you're not it doesn't have that it's not that suffocating sauna feeling of the right. humidity and it's just like it's so almost like hard to breathe during the daytime here i'm just like mm, yeah and this summer's yeah, so this summer's supposed to be like 2018, right? It's mm -hmm. like that's what they, they've been saying. I've seen that as well. Yeah, yeah. Got a and, brace and for so it. they like uh, a, a, eight years ago. So uh, the the energy grid, the the power reserve ratio fell as low as 4.2 percent. 
uh, in that summer. So that was eight years ago. So that would have been uh, 2013, I guess. Um, I don't remember that summer offhand. Oh, actually, I don't remember that summer. That was the summer. That was the summer I got married. (laughs) Was that a Um, that was a brutally uh, hot summer as well? I I mean, I don't remember. I remember like around our wedding week, which was the end of, of August, we actually got a lot of rain. Um, it mm. actually rained on our wedding day in the morning, but it was perfect because it rained in the morning and cleared it out. And then it was just nice in, in the afternoon. I do remember there being some hot days, but I think this was eight years ago. I don't remember offhand that that summer. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, well, the, the thing about 2000, the 2018 summer uh, was the hottest in uh, the highest levels of, of uh, temperatures in 111 years. That's um, probably pretty much ever because 111 years is probably when they started recording, right? Right. And how well did they record? I mean, maybe they did a, a great job. I don't know. But, uh, you, know, you know, I mean, I usually been... when they say those numbers, it's like the hottest <laughs> in, you know, 100 something years. It, it's usually because that's when modern when they started know, sensors started. Yeah, exactly. And right. can't when the so thermometer probably... was invented or something, you know? Yeah. Exactly. That's when they started tracking things. And so it, it may have been hotter in the past. They can't claim that it never was. Right. But yeah. No, I mean, we're, you know, you know, we're basically burning up the planet as fast as it can be arranged. And uh, it doesn't yeah. seem like we're doing anything to to stop it. I, if, if anything, we're just kind of like, I, I guess this is going in more into politics or whatever, but it's we're you know, it's like the uh, ostrich you know, would stick your head in the sand, head in the in sand. The ground. and, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, it bothers me because I have, I have a kid, you know? And right. so I, I get in these arguments with these, you know, right wingers and stuff like that and Facebook fights with relatives and whatnot. Um, yeah. I mean, this is definitely out of scope for, for Korea though. I do very much agree, but this is, again, this is where, where moon is, is seeing things like, you know, they need energy. And, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want, and he wants to, you have to stay away from coal. And he knows this as well. I think he's somewhat progressive when it comes to these. I don't know all of no, his politics he, exactly, but. His intentions are great. I, uh, I think that people are criticizing it because, right, it's like you have to choose one or the other. And I, I think he, he says that's kind of a false, uh, you don't need to uh, necessarily choose one or the other. But what he, he I, I think what he wants is a more robust, uh, renewable uh, energy program and uh you know i know that that's what they're aiming for in the next 10 years and uh i think the problem is that the the problem that I, a lot of countries are going to face is that it, that climate change is causing these huge spikes in you know just strange weather patterns and so we get uh a heat dome and what do you do we're not we're not at that level where we can where we have enough renewables to uh, to power up every air conditioner uh, in the uh, in the country, and so essentially you have to go back to these old methods of uh, energy production, which are kind of contribute to uh, climate change. Or if you go nuclear, you have the uh, the possibility or the risk of of a of, of a meltdown. So yeah, I, I do just, I, again. Yeah. I do think that risk is pretty minuscule. Mm-hmm. Um, when when everything is kept up to modern standards, um, as, as far as I know from my reading, um, and again, I haven't gone super into depth, but as far as I know, like that, the risk is, is, it's a risk that most countries are, and in my opinion, should be willing to take, because I think the risk is tiny 
tiny, mm. tiny, tiny of a meltdown. Again, as long as as current safety protocols are are being followed, as as if and if I there's just feel some like we, I don't think we that. have a choice. I mean, I just think like right. this is where you know it's 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 either. It's either that or we, we, can't or we burn fossil fuels like there's no there. It really is only two options until until we can until renewables can can catch up. And yeah. uh, but I, but it's it's very tricky because, you know, you can't control the the weather. You know what I mean? Like you can't uh, make wind. No, of course. You can't, yeah. uh, you know, make a sunny day to power a, a solar panel. So, I mean, I think there are just a lot of challenges. So, you know, I've, I've, I'm you know sympathetic to the government's situation um oh, sure. i would they... like to know more about the the what energy korea can get i mean yeah like you said i mean it's, it doesn't really feel like a solar country it's interesting that hydroelectric doesn't work here i mean they don't have the big dams and mm-hmm. maybe yeah, the oceans don't have the the correct currents for for that i know there's a lot of wind power but i don't i don't know how much like one wind thing can generate i've seen a lot of wind things down in jeju and i've seen a lot in the, the mountains when i've been driving from, from city it, to city isn't there, aren't there isn't there a wind farm on the way to uh Incheon airport as well i th- see uh, to... yeah it sounds right i haven't been to the airport in unfortunately a couple of years Same. <laughs> but I, yeah. yeah i mean there's, there's there actually is a surprising amount of of wind uh turbines here in korea mm-hmm. but it, i mean if as you said all of the renewables are only currently accounting for six percent and there's already a, a seemingly significant amount of of wind turbines like i have no idea how they would be able to to get that number to to be a significant amount of of the overall country's um, yeah. electric power the thing is i i do think that I, I bet in 10 years from now korea will figure this out like i i do think that their intention to uh to to transition to renewables is sincere you know what I mean? Hmm. And I, I feel yeah. like in, in the U.S., I don't get that sincerity. I, I feel like it's 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 uh, often just paying lip service to progressives. And yet they don't really have any intention to, you know, I mean, like, for example, well, an interesting oil thing, subsidies, you know, why are we subsidizing? Yeah, I, I these guess old, that's, huge that's oil something companies? that we don't. This is something that we actually can talk politics at least a little bit for, because um, I mean, if we're. Uh, I mean, America has a reason, even if it's uh, not the best reason, they have reasons for pushing oil and, and those type of things because people make money from oil and coal in America, right? right. So those lobbies are pushing it. Whereas Korea, there's not going to be a lobbyist saying like you should use more coal because Korea doesn't have coal mines, really. Mm-hmm. Right? You're saying that they import Right, they don't have a vested... They do produce a little bit of coal, but it's not enough sure, to... Sure, some. You know, yeah, yeah. Right, and so the, the lobbying power in Korea for those type of energy is going to be smaller, and so the political impetus is going to be much less on... Mm-hmm. You know, even if the people want renewables, there's not going to be those people pushing for the non-renewables here in Korea, just because there's no reason to push for those non-renewables. Who's going to argue right. that we should burn more coal? Um, the, only the people who are against nuclear for whatever those reasons but there's really no one arguing that we should stick with with those power plants that's a great point that is really a great point because you're right it's the it's the swamp creatures in washington dc that are just you know i i actually uh if you uh uh pay you know watch the news recently at least like the uh if you pay attention to like uh new media uh progressive uh youtube channels or whatever uh they uh, uh i believe it was the um 
Greenpeace was actually uh, kind of tricked uh, uh, ExxonMobil executive into like a fake interview and got him to basically admit that they've known about this climate change for decades and they've, you know, obfuscated the truth and, um, you know, uh, uh, they've basically, you know, been lying to the public about the, 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 the damage that burning fossil fuels causes to, you know, the environment. And, uh, and so, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's, it, to me, like the, the, this, this issue reminds me a lot of like the cigarettes of the nineties. You remember in the nineties right. when it's basically just became on an untenable position for the tobacco companies. Like there was just no way you could say that smoking is not dangerous anymore. It was just like, everybody knew it. If children knew it, old people knew, everybody knew. And yet, they were still trying to, you know, uh, per perpetuate this lie and it just became untenable. And they finally said, you know, like F it. Okay. Y you're right. <laughs> this product kills people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're, you're very right. That like, I mean, it, it, this is, I, I think that's actually is a decent comparison. Like, I mean, we've, we've known about climate change and we've known about how fossil fuels are affecting it for a very long time. I was actually just reading something just before we got on our call here. That, I mean, some Swedish scientists like half predicted this back in the late 1800s. Oh, my God. Um, OK. So, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, well-known news or, or even science at the time, but it was known that that fossil fuels are going to have this impact. And, and so, yeah, we need to get away from it. Everyone knows Korea Moon is, is attempting to do so. Yeah. But again, where, where is he going to go? He has to go into nuclear, but but people don't like nuclear and he can't get into to renewables yet or but they're mm -hmm. they're working on it it'll be interesting to see um what happens in in the future here i mean because mm -hmm. again they're going to start transitioning and i think i mean our, the future here in korea and everywhere is going to start changing dramatically right now kind of society still feels that it's kind of just on hold right i mean things are yes. changing but but there's it's kind of on hold a little bit so yeah it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see once society opens up and and I'm going to use a metaphor that I, I, I kind of hope will be true, even if I don't necessarily believe it, that, 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 that society will blossom again after. <laughs> I after thought you were going to use the butterfly chrysalis uh, uh, metaphor, but uh, uh, almost, I like that almost as good. Okay. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't necessarily believe that, that everything is going to be beautiful and, and fragrant in the next few years, but it will be interesting to see. And I, I think we are at a turning point to, to see where things will go, both in terms of, of energy, but just in society in general. I mean, how much has I, changed I agree with you in, in the past hundred percent. I mean, we're, it just seems like in every facet of, of life of society, we're at this inflection point. Um, and, and if, I think COVID kind of right. sped it up, right? Like it, it uh, probably, oh, sure. we would, this stuff would have, would have, would have come to pass anyway, but I feel like COVID just kind of hit the fast forward button on it and just, it, it just basically I, COVID is just shines a light on all of the, the problems that were, that were already existed that already existed, but we're still kind of in the shadows and it just kind of shot. Uh, it shined a light or shone a light. I don't know what the, what the, the word. Shined. Of, Shine sounds right. Shine? We're okay. English teachers. Damn it. We should know that. I know I, this is so <laughs> embarrassing, but uh, yeah. Um, no, I agree. I mean, we kind of talked about this when we were talking about COVID the other day and, and, 
um, I, I very much agree. And I, I think it's going to be really interesting to, for people to look back at, and this isn't the science that I studied, but I, I, I look forward to what people will be analyzing coming out of this about how, it, like, to me, it feels that COVID in some ways, at least, jumped some parts of society forward a few years. I don't, I don't know how many years that is, but a few years. And we were talking about education not too long ago, and, and we're all online now, right? And right. there's a lot of people who are saying that that online was, to some extent, the future of education, right? That this is going to be where, where we'll be going. I mean, there's so many free uh, education sources that you can access on online these days, right? I mean, there's, uh, and these are just like learn things for yourself, not even counting official accredited online universities or programs of which there are many as well. Yeah. Um, and so like, let's, let's just stick with uh, education really quick and then go to other facets because I, I think mm -hmm. COVID jumped a lot of things forward, but like education, I think that's going to be a really interesting one because again, that's our field. I've got some coworkers that I've talked to who are very, uh, pessimistic maybe pessimistic from our perspective because you know we want to get back into the classroom mm -hmm. and a couple of them are saying like oh we're never going back to the classroom it's it's we have we've it's proof of pro proof of concept we've now shown that we can do courses online so why would we ever go back now right, i don't necessarily yeah. believe that's going to be true personally i think we will be back in the classroom but it is true that we've shown we can educate online well, you know, let me. This is a great. Damned, you, you've kind of uh, you, you've touched on something. I have I have this this really interesting thing happened uh, a couple weeks ago. So I, I don't know if you follow like New York politics or whatever, but they're New York City is uh, is is they're having an election for a new mayor of the uh, of New York, uh, which okay. is yeah, a pretty big deal. Let me know. Um, well, this ex cop Eric Adams, uh, I think he won the. Uh, this is for the Democratic uh, seat, but you, but New York is 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 blue, so it's kind of yeah, like whoever wins the the Democratic uh, uh, primary will become the the okay. mayor most likely. So this was with uh, Andrew Yang. Do you know that guy? He was uh, yeah, running in definitely. there. Definitely. And, yeah, uh, actually, I, I definitely read a bunch. He's of the his, UBI so. guy, the universal yeah. basic income guy. Which uh, we should talk about. I that like too, a lot of I what love the say, but, idea of UBI. Yeah. So, um, but uh, so Eric Adams in one of his uh, speeches, he says, uh, "Okay, if you do a full year, a full year school year by using the new technology of remote learning, you don't need children to be in a school building with a number of teachers. It's just the opposite. You could have one great teacher." that's in one of our specialized high schools to teach three to 400 students who are struggling in math with the skillful way that they're able to teach. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. the, and, yeah. Well, the largest and, and, school district in America, New York city. That's what this is the it, guy is thinking. I mean, right. And, and, and that's, and the thing is, and that's, that's what some people, that's what some of my coworkers have basically said as well is that, you know, like why, why pay for 10 teachers to teach 200 students um, or pick your numbers um, when you can have one teacher, one, one all-star, you know, one, one famous teacher mm -hmm. of which there are many who, who records their programs and then they use them in perpetuity forever. And then they hire just a bunch of adjuncts to sit around and grade things, right? And from a financial perspective, uh, that makes sense for the school. Of course, they would save a lot of money. Um, and again, this is where, where COVID jumped us forward. It, it shows that, that it does work. I don't think personally, I'm, I'm more hopeful 
for mm -hmm. this. Um, there's there's very few topics that I'm I'm hopeful for, and this this is one of them. I don't think that'll happen because I I still think that students want well. One, I just think education. I don't think that works as well. Well, I'll, um, I'll tell you this: like he 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 what he got so much pushback that he had to oh, he sure. had to he had to walk those comments back because they were just asinine. People would just yeah thought that's the most ridiculous, dumbest thing I've ever heard someone say about education. So that that kind of made me feel good. I was like, okay, people know what time it is. You know what I mean? They understand yeah. how education works. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't I don't see us going completely online. I do think it will push for more elements of classes to be online. And, and I don't think we're done with it entirely. Like mm -hmm. it, it will have an effect on our classes in the future. Right. Like there's always going to be this online element. Now there's always going to be this, this internet element, but that necessarily isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but I do think we're going to be back in the classroom. Um, I, I absolutely agree because I mean, I, I've got a book over there by, uh, uh, I can't remember. It was like, a uh, educational psychologist, uh, Jerome Bruner. And the book is called the culture of education. And in that book, He's talking about the, the social aspect of learning is so important. It's the being together, interacting with one another. The social interaction is, is really where all the juice is. And right. it's, not, it's, not where, it's not with the teacher. It's not a, the teacher right. is more of a facilitator. We're facilitating learning situations. Like we create a that's scenario. That's what Ryan was talking about last week. And I'm sure if yeah. he was here, it's that, that he was talking about that, that class that he said was awesome of you know, six students or whatever. And mm -hmm. it wasn't awesome because of the, well, I mean, it was awesome because of the teacher, but it was, the teacher was facilitating the education. Um, and so no all-star you know, recorded teacher would be able to facilitate that same class and he wouldn't and he said that was one of his favorite classes you know in memory was, was yes that. And, and that's not going to happen online um no it, so... and i think it's a fundamental misunderstanding of like how we learn i mean i just don't think that i can just take like this bottle of knowledge and just give it to you and then you can you know just uh you know uh drink the bottle and you have this information I mean, it just doesn't it doesn't this isn't the matrix. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not the matrix, right? You can't learn kung fu and uh, you know download a uh, you know. Under Believe me, I, I wish you could. I I would be multilingual and play a bunch of instruments. Oh man, I'd be a black it. belt in jujitsu and uh, yeah, right. speak about you know, hundred languages. Um, so what other than other than education, just to mm -hmm. to keep us flowing? Because I mean, there's there's a lot that we can dig into there. What other big changes do you see after after covid here well, in, in i think one of the huge changes Korea. was like that we had this this fundamental idea uh now I'm, I'm talking from american standpoint uh korea did also do some stimulus but korea doesn't have um i mean korea has its own currency uh but the u.s dollar is the reserve currency right i mean it's where everybody mm. when the, when the shit hits the fans where does everybody go they go to uh, U.S. bond, treasury bonds, you know what I mean? Like it's the, the, right. the those are the most stable, safest thing you can do is U.S. dollars. So, I, I, so with that understanding, there was always this like um, mythology from the, mostly from the right, but also from, from the neoliberal, you know, I'll say quote unquote left because they're not really leftists. Their economic policy is, uh, uh, is, is, a, is, is, is conservative. And so this idea right. that you can't just give people money, 
Yeah, you right. can. And they did. And guess what? It worked. And they should give more. And you know what I mean? Like this idea that we, you know, I, I think that that idea of UBI is actually used to be just poisonous. You couldn't talk about it in political circles. But like you said, COVID has kind of broken through on a lot of these a lot hmm. of these barriers. Of and so this idea that the, the government has, you know, cannot just give people money. So no, that's what people that don't have money, you need, they need money. Well, how, yeah. I can't just yeah. give them money. Yeah, you can. You did it during yeah, COVID. And it did, they did do it so, here in Korea, of course, as well. Yeah. And, and it, 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 I mean, it was considerably less than the States and the States didn't do a whole lot either, mm-hmm. but um, there was, there was some, um, do you know any other countries that did um, stimulus check? I'm sure there were well, some, but I just let's, don't know. Let's take, let's take a look at England. Like, what did England do? Well, they just they just said, like, the government's going to backstop your payroll. So essentially, uh, you're going to we're going to pay we're going to pay the salaries of your employees. Um, and, and they mm, have a they have okay. a, see the problem with America is we have no infrastructure, no system for giving people money. So we had this crazy, like, you know, sending right. checks and all this, you know, and it was very inefficient. So, you know, I'm, people are still waiting for their checks, you know, uh, I am. Right, right. And uh, so, uh, but in England, they have a much more, uh, you know, they have a, a, a better social safety net. And so they were able to just throw the money right into people's accounts and say, basically, okay, what were you making before? Okay, stay home. Mm-hmm. And we'll just keep putting the money in your bank account as if you were still working in that job. And so that's the way they backstopped. Canada has like cards. So you basically call a number and they put money on a card. And okay. uh, so, the, you know, it's just the, the problem with America is just like, I think it's, it's in, in our DNA, <laughs> that, that the kind of individual, that, that yeah. Ayn Rand, uh, <laughs> you know, I, did you ever read any Ayn Rand? Like the, the you know, the... I, I, what, what's her Very big horrible book? books it was really bad like a thousand I, pages yeah yeah it was recommended to me by the guy a while back and crap and yeah uh, yeah, yeah so ubi that, that kind of income is going to be interesting and, and yeah you're right i mean that is something that that covid just opened up like getting stimuli stimulus checks from like there have been experiments i remember reading mm-hmm. about you know like this country or this city tried an experiment to see what would happen and and but we just did a massive experiment exactly um unintentionally and, and, it, and, and overall, it didn't it didn't it cause inflation it didn't it didn't wreck the right. economy um you know if we're experiencing any inflation right now in america it's just because production slowed down so much uh during covid right that it's taking you know there's going to be there's going to be a delay as we start producing again and yet we you know we're so dependent on other countries for are you know just everyday products you know like y- y- even the fact that we couldn't even get like uh personal protective equipment we were short you know masks because they were all yeah, we didn't have a we don't make masks helps. in america we right. buy them from china so i just do you yeah, think, so let me ask you a question do you think that that uh our dependence on imports is uh, do you think we're going to start making stuff in america again like they're gonna there's gonna be like a let's let's start we need more factories. We need to build basic, basic goods should be produced in the country. Or are we just going to go right back to our old habit of being addicted to, you know, Chinese stuff? I thought this was a Korea podcast. Oh, I'm but, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. You're no, right. You're right. You, okay. You're right. I, I do think that, I mean, I, I think this is, again, that's something that's, that a lot of countries are waking up to. I mean, mm-hmm. UBI is starting to, to work because it was a forced experiment. Um, America 
in this case, started to see where their infrastructure failed. And so they're going to see, and again, it was because of COVID that, that, that pushed these buttons that caused them to fail. And things failed here in, in Korea too. And some things worked and some things didn't work. And it was this, mm-hmm. this push that, that COVID pushed and, and, and it jumped, it jump-started us to, to seeing these different things. And some industries have just flourished. I mean, look at mm-hmm. delivery. Right. I mean, oh, I know. Yeah. You're right. Amazon. I hate Amazon, but they're flourishing all around the world. I mean, if we want to stick with Korea, Coupon is yep. just blowing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, all of the other like food delivery apps and food delivery services and things like that. I mean, these days people just don't go out. And that's not even for delivery. And that's another thing that I think happened. This is something that I think was happening more and more already. But again, something that I think COVID just jump started us forward to. Like people were already starting to getting used to ordering food online. And not, I'm not talking about ordering food that you're eating for dinner tonight. I mean, ordering groceries. Yeah, online. I've noticed that. I've seen that. That's, uh, right. yeah. Like I my wife and I it, ordered. But, yeah. Oh, did you, do you and your, your family, do you order any? No, any, we, we like, used to, we used to order like uh, uh, this company that kind of sends you like dishes, like dinner. Like you, you just warmed oh, okay. up. Like a pre-made. Yeah, mm. like a pre-made thing. But we never, we've never done the groceries thing before. Oh, okay. I've never done that. Um, so we actually, my wife uh, used uh, the, the what the hell, we can drop names. It doesn't matter. We're not being sponsored by them. Um, but Curly Market, of course, is the really big one here in, mm-hmm. in Korea, right? And my wife was using them before COVID hit for, for small things. They used to have a really good like cheese selection. And, you know, finding cheese here in Korea is, is not easy. Finding good cheeses. Yeah. So they used to have really cool foods. And so my wife was ordering like not full groceries from them, but, but some things. Right. Um, and now they are just massive. They're up there with Coupang almost in terms, I mean, Coupang deliver. they're like the Amazon of Korea and they'll deliver everything from, you know, pencils and pens to, to food. But, but Coupang or Curly is pretty much more food, but they're, they're amazing. And they've mm-hmm. got like so much cool foods and you can even do fresh stuff. So you can have them deliver you know, your, your veggies that you want to have for, for tomorrow, you want some right. lettuce and tomatoes and you'll have that at your house before you wake up. And that's in the not going to, I don't think it's going to fade. I think people are going to still use exactly. that. Exactly. And, you know? and that's the thing yeah. is I, I think that, like it was saying, we were already using it a little bit, a mm. little bit before just for kind of the special items that we couldn't find in our neighborhood stores. Like we didn't want to go to Costco or we didn't want to go to Itaewon to the foreign markets to get whatever special things. Well, we found these couple things online. And so we would order those, but we would still generally do our, our, our runs to the market or to the, the marts around the corner. And I still do. I, I go to the mart to buy milk and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But now we order a lot more and a lot more people are ordering a lot more. Like, you know, we were, we're semi tech savvy, not super techie here at home. Yeah. Um, and so we didn't order a lot of things online, but other people were. And then there's people who are even less tech savvy than we are older folks, for example, here in Korea, and they're starting to order more and more online. And they're starting to realize like, oh, shit, this is comfortable. Yeah. Right. I mean, and who so wants to go when... stand in line at the store and just, you know, the right. cart and all the all the crap. And you that's something put up that with. I think like, yeah. I think that our home lives have dramatically changed as well. I mean, people still want to go out. Of course, they want to be social. But when it comes to, you know, chores and tasks and things like that, if I can just push a button and have it delivered to my house, Mm-hmm. And now that I've become used to it, I've become comfortable with it. Well, even once the stores open up again, okay, I can go out to the store and that's, and I know the store is safe now. I don't have to wear a mask. I'm, you know, we're a, a year in the future. Everything is fine. I can go to the store and maybe it's even a little bit cheaper or I can stay home and, and have it ordered as I've done for the past two years 
Mm-hmm. You know, some people are going to go back to the store because, you know, they, they like the, the shopping. They like doing their daily shopping. Ryan likes going to the market. You know, he likes that fresh food. He like he likes picking his fish for the for the evening. Sure. But yeah. a lot of people are going to stick to pushing that button online. Yeah. And this is where COVID again jumpstarted us. I think this was going to blew up anyway. an industry. I, you're right. right. I think 20 years from uh, later, 10 years later, everybody's ordering online anyway. I mean, the, the thing right. about Korea was is that. I, it's comparing America to Korea is kind of like the, you know, the, 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 the country that had a good response, they stayed ahead of it. So they never, Korea never really had to shut down a hundred percent. Right. I mean, it, it yeah, was, we never shut down, although we'll see what happens in, in the coming weeks. Yeah, um, right. But although I don't, I don't expect a full shutdown, but we'll see. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Korea did handle things better, but we still, it's still jump started different parts of the economy in different ways and things yes. are getting pushed. Yeah. And in, it hit in people in certain aspects, you know, I, I mean, the shop owners and stuff like that, the, some people, the small business owners did really suffer in the oh. pandemic. Um, oh, in a lot Korea, of even though they didn't, you know, shut down technically, um, people no, kind of shut it down by, like you said, I'm not going to go into shop anymore. I'm going to do it. Well, from yeah. home, you know, and I feel really bad. And those are those are the folks that really needed the stimuli yes. more are like restaurant owners, PC bong owners, because yes. those are closed down. Norebang, you know, those type of of entertainment facilities that just got nixed and yep. just got shut down um those i do think will come back um but it's going to be tough because a lot of those small businesses will will have suffered yeah pretty they weren't able to hang in there for years. three years with no no but, revenue i mean it's just yeah but those are actually now that we think about it um and, and this will be this will be something i think would would be fun to continue for another time mm-hmm. but it'd be interesting to see which industries will are are Corona really couldn't affect, and I don't mean couldn't affect it. Like the Noribangs did get affected because because people couldn't go to them, but I think that that industry won't be affected like the shopping industry. People can't, you know, do Noribang from home. You know, they still want right. to go and sing with their friends. So once things open up again, that industry will it, it'll come back. Right? And you just um, maybe think about movie theaters. I mean, th- they got right just. I mean, I, no, I don't exactly. know if I'll ever watch a movie in the movie theater again. I, I've got to right. be and, comfortable and, at home. Exactly. It's, yeah, there's some things, like for me, there are some, I really want to watch the new Dune film that's coming yeah, out me this too. year for in the movie theater. because villain, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. But Dune is my favorite book of all time. And so for me, that's a big one. Um, and so there's, but before that, we haven't been to a movie in theaters in probably five years anyway. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And and we and and now, but yeah, staying at home and watching movies is nice, but there is still that experience. I've actually seen some people now, or some some things where the movie theaters are starting to change their their business model instead of doing the big theater because people don't want to go to the big theater anymore where there's a hundred or two hundred people around all yeah. <laughs> coughing next to them. Um, but it's there's like the big sofa chair with like food and it, the, the kind of thing. exactly they're starting yeah. to to make a different type of theater where it'll be more of like a luxury for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, theater. And so that's an industry that I think will be affected, definitely. Again, mm-hmm. I don't think things like, I think Norebangs, that's the one I can think of offhand, PC Bangs here in Korea. You know, people still are going to want to go to those and those can't be replaced. Exactly. Well, PC Bangs, I mean, you can still game from home, mm-hmm. but um, but I'm not a PC Bang goer as much, although I have spent some time playing games in, in, in rooms. I, I remember Korea. back in the day, the cigarette hanging from my, you know. Oh, God. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm so glad they banned smoking in PC buying. Um, pretty much everywhere. I'm so glad they did. But yeah, there, there's a lot of industries that I think got affected really hard. I, there's a lot. I mean, everyone got a hit. Um, it'll be interesting to see which bounce back and which do not. But I think that's something that we're going to have to almost come back to. And this is something that we'll have to come back to in, in a few years yeah. and really look back and, and see. I mean, right now, yeah, just just trying to look in. The, I mean, I think there's just so many, so much we could cover right now. But uh, I tell you, you right. know, why don't we? Uh, uh, we could just. I think we got to get Ryan in this as well. There's so much more to to go. Yeah, with. we. Uh, I feel like this is such a big topic. Uh, we should explore this uh, a little bit more, uh, maybe uh, in the in the future. Uh, you know, coming weeks or whatever. And so yeah, uh, let's try and let's try and stick a little. Let, let's, let's see if we can get some real good co- Korean culture stuff in the next couple of weeks. I know we've been talking about language a few times, and you know, I, I just saw BTS had yet another number one hit. So there's 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 some interesting Korea oh. waves that we can that we can get into here in in the next few weeks. That'll Absolutely. be that'll be fun to talk about. Yeah, let's uh, let's make a we'll we'll do a real uh, concerted effort to uh, to do some cultural. Uh, podcast you know some cultural stuff in the next uh, uh few weeks uh next week is our uh our 10th episode so uh oh yeah well do, uh, double something, something korean culture for that i'm sure our That's listeners the... want to they, they want to hear what we have to say about about that absolutely um, all right, man. Well, uh, that's it for tonight. Don't forget to uh, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Hit the like button on the videos if you like the videos. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you can find us on all the major platforms. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Uh, if you uh, really want to help us out, uh, leave a review uh, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that, uh, for whatever reason, it helps the log- algorithm and, and uh, uh, gets us uh, uh, in front of more people, a, a larger audience. So that really helps us out. And uh, you can always shoot us an email at the soul patch, uh, but soul, S-E-O-U-L, the soul patch at gmail.com. Uh, ask us a question. Give us a comment. Um, I think I, I made a promise that uh, I will read uh, our first email. Still looking forward to that. Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, and, I, and anyone who writes us soon. an email, if, if there's something you want to hear us talk about as well, that, that would be cool. We're, we're willing to, to delve into just about any topics and use our, our expertise as it were, to talk That's about right. Korea since uh, we've been here for so long. Us, we have, what, 45, you know, years something of like that. Uh, experience in Korea or something. So, you know, yep. uh, if you're a new teacher, or you're thinking about coming over here, whatever, uh, send us an email and we'll we'll do a whole episode uh, talking about your, uh, you know, your giving advice or whatever we can help, however we can help. So, yeah. Nice. There you go, man. All right. Well, um, all right. Have a good night. Yeah. See you next week. Okay. Bye bye. It's all my love, it's all my love. The quiet man, it's all my love, it's all my love. It's all my love, it's all my love. The brain, it's all my love, it's all my love. Hey, Bobby, let the bass go.